Hello folks, Jeff C. here, and I wanted to take a quick second to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to this show. Your time is valuable, and I know you could be spending it in multiple ways, and I really am humbled that you take the time to listen to this show. The second thing is that after many requests, I'm excited to share a new opportunity with you. If you're ready to level up your repurposing skills, I'm going to be offering a training on Descript starting at the end of May. This class is designed to take you deeper into the world of repurposing and transform you into a true Descript expert. By the end of the class, you'll know my exact workflow and have a roadmap for creating your own easy-to-apply templates to your projects. To learn more and to secure your spot, visit jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's J-E-F-F-S as in Sam, I-E-H dot com forward slash Descript 101. Don't miss this chance to elevate your repurposing game. And now, on with the show. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show that helps you keep up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and much more. And today, we're talking about unlocking Chat GPT's potential. And we've got a fantastic show lined up for you. We've got I'm, I'm so excited to have my friend uh, Dustin Stout with us to discuss the exciting world of AI in marketing. We're going to be sp- uh, focusing on ChatGPT and its transformative impact on content creation, social media management, and productivity. And throughout the show, we're going to be diving into kind of three main sections. First, we're going to be exploring how ChatGPT has like revolutionized marketing and the ways marketers can harness its power for increased productive productivity and idea generation. And then we're going to dive into the art of writing some captivating social copy using ChatGPT and some other tools. And we'll be touching on some uh, importance of being consistent in your brand voice and messaging and how AI can help with that uh, across different platforms. And finally, uh, what you're all here for, of course, is Dustin's new groundbreaking new tool, Magi. It's a ChatGPT-powered super assistant. It is so, so cool. And we're going to be learning how to Magi enhances the ChatGPT experience for marketers and content creators, its unique features, success stories from users that have harnessed its power to boost their marketing efforts. So stay tuned as we unlock the potential of ChatGPT. It's going to be such an exciting show. Dustin, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me. Jeff, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but... Your opening line is my favorite opening line of any show that has ever existed. Well, thank you. I'm Depsy and you're not. You know who I stole that from. That was from no. Saturday Night Live. Um, it was uh, Chevy Chase used to say it all the time. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. And yep. I'm, so I, mean, I ripped I, it. I wasn't still... for the classic SNL, but that's right. So uh, the, back when I had was cl- a clean shaven, a lot of people said I looked like Chevy, and I used to love mm-hmm. spies like us and Fletch. I remember I so, that. Yeah. That, that's it. That's straight from there for the the deep the deep cuts of social media news live. So um, I want to introduce you to guys to Dustin. If you don't know him, um, he is an entrepreneur, a digital marketer, a marketing consultant. He's a speaker, a social media enthusiast. He is passionate about helping others get their story heard. Since starting his blog, Dustin has built a successful career as a full time digital marketing consultant, and he provides really valuable insights on social media and creativity two of my favorite topics and as a husband and father of three he is dedicated to his family and their time together in southern california uh, dustin thank you so much for dragging yourself away from your family today and joining us 
Well, you're welcome. You you read that exactly as ChatGPT wrote it. That, that well, well, Magi is the one who really. Did. Magi, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I had to give it give it props. So, by the way, I kind of talked about this at the beginning of the show, but uh, if you guys missed it, uh, EKM had a great session that I was able to speak at. It was called Leap into Live Selling. They are actually selling uh, the tickets replay tickets for that and it's not just la- this year's show it's like all the leap into lives that they've had you can find out more about them at ecam.tv forward slash leap replay that's ecam.tv forward slash leap replay my friend uh, uh, uh jim was in there from the dealcasters he was in there doing a session so if you miss those there's so much great information if you're interested in using live selling to boost your products or even sell other people's products you need to check it out at ecam.tv forward slash live leap replay so anyway thank you for ekm for also sponsoring the show they do that every week and i'm so so thankful that they allowed me to talk to you in this way so dustin chat gpt let's talk about it let's just pretend for really quick that people haven't read the news or heard anything about this ai stuff so if somebody goes dustin i'm kind of embarrassed to ask this question but what is chat gpt what do you tell them well, the uh, the easiest way to explain it is ChatGPT is a smart assistant that you can chat with. It is an artificial intelligence app in the format of a chat, just a just like you would a uh, like a text message thread. Only the the person you're talking to is a robot, and they know everything. Well, almost everything. <laughs> uh, right. It's not perfect, um, but it is the most advanced AI. That has ever been created and uh, it will respond to you in human-like ways and assist you in in learning assist you in uh, creating and assist you in ideation uh, really it's just the most helpful friend you've ever had uh, i guess that's the easiest way to explain it so yeah i think i think that's a i think that's a great way to talk about it and, and when people first dive into it it kind of can be a little bit overwhelming. I know um, our friend Jim says he's been studying AI chat and images deep dive. Yeah, Jim, it's, mm-hmm. it, you can really dive in quickly to it. But so when they first, let's, let's say they get an account with OpenAI, they're they're inside of ChatGPT, the free version, because there is also a paid one. Um, what's the difference between those different models that they can drop down? There's like 3.5, there's legacy, yeah. and then now there's four. Can you just kind of tell us exactly what the difference is between those two? Yeah, great question. Uh, I guess we should clarify first that the, oh, ChatGPT is not the only smart AI out there. There are a lot of companies out there trying to build uh, super intelligent, artificial intelligent apps and chatbots. Uh, the, the most popular one out there is called ChatGPT. It's by a company called OpenAI. And OpenAI, when they released ChatGPT, it was actually the third and a half version of their <laughs> AI text generation model called GPT. And ChatGPT was essentially the uh, evolution of, of the product as it got smarter and smarter. And it's, it was a brand new modality, a new mode of using this technology. Beforehand, it was a bunch of templates mm-hmm. and they were sort of predefined parameters of, you know, use this template for that or use this template for that. Uh, when ChatGPT came around, it kind of changed the paradigm of how you interact with it. You can just basically talk to it and it will give you whatever you want. Um, but the model name of the chat GPT was using out of the gate was uh, the technical model name was uh, GPT 3.5 turbo. And uh, just a month after releasing that, 
they released GPT-4, which is was an even bigger leap in technology and advancement over ChatGPT, which GPT-3.5 Turbo. Um, and a lot of people kind of get those mixed up because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like weird nameology in there. Uh, but if you, as a user, go sign up at chat.openai.com, you will by default be using the uh, the 3.5 version of the AI model. Uh, but if you upgrade to their plus plan, you'll get access to the smarter, more advanced model GPT-4. And I'm sure we'll cover this in the in the section when we talk about Magi, but Magi actually uses both or does it only lean towards four? Uh, well, basically, Magi will start you off at four. Uh, okay. We want you to have the most advanced okay. AI access possible. Um, and uh, we do something interesting that nobody else has done yet uh, that I'm aware of, uh, except for competitors trying to follow suit, um, which we won't talk about. But uh, but basically, instead of you know saying you get this many words per month and that's it, pay us more money, uh, we actually will just graciously downgrade you to 3.5 because from an API oh. cost standpoint, 3.5 is less costly and we can afford to just give you way more words at 3.5. So uh, we, we give you access to both models depending on, you know, your your plan limitations. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. I didn't even know that. So that's cool. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. I'm sorry. Uh, if you've watched the show or listened to it before, you know that I get excited and I go off on rabbit trails, but I will <laughs> promise to stay focused. So um, one of the things is I, I know a lot of people, especially when we talk about using AI for marketing, there's some some, you know, misconceptions. And then there's other people saying like, yes, I've using it. I've fired everybody and I'm just using ChatGPT now. So <laughs> what are some, what are some common mis you know, misconceptions people have about AI and marketing, like what it can and can't do? Well, number one, it's not a, it's not magic, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it, it's, it's artificial intelligence. It's not real intelligence. It's not a sentient being. So basically these models are trained on massive amounts of data and the data that it is trained on is only up until the year September of 2021. So it has a cutoff. The, the information that it has has a cutoff, but basically when you send it a request, it's, it's interpreting your request as best as it can. And it's using that huge knowledge base that it has to pull from and to create whatever it is you asked it to create. Um, so like one of the misconceptions is like, I can basically just use it like I use Google. I could just ask it a bunch of questions. It'll give me answers. No, uh, not necessarily. Uh, the, the, one of the many challenges that AI has right now is it doesn't, it isn't exceptionally good at factual information. So if you're asking it for statistics mm-hmm. or hard facts, you really want to make sure that you fact check it first because AI has been known to make mistakes. And uh, one of my favorite um, podcasts to listen to in the technology space is the Vergecast. And uh, the one of the hosts there, Nilay Patel, he likes to say that AI will confidently lie to you yeah, that's uh, true. because that's true. it doesn't know. It's it's right. it's taking its best guess based on its knowledge. So. Just know that if you're using it for factual information or trying to use it to get information about a, uh, you know, a hard fact type mm-hmm. of subject, maybe fact check it first. But it is exceptionally good at creative tasks and creating things and ideas. Uh, so, um, you know, big misconception is you can just kind of use it like you use Google and it'll give you the right information. Not so much. <laughs> 
That's right. So um, uh, not to say that it won't, but don't put all your yeah. bets on it. Exactly. So, uh, like uh, Gary says, yeah, it's, they're called uh, AI hallucinations. hallucinations and a, f- a fun thing to do is like ask the AI who is like I went in and said who is Jeff C. And I was amazed the things that I was able to do. Like I did not know yeah. that I published you know three or four books. I've been on the Huffington Post. You know all wow. that kind of stuff. I mean it was yeah. Like, if it was only true. So <laughs> that's always a fun thing to do to check out what the the AI thinks about you. Um, but it's it's really good point, Dustin, that you made that it's it's not able to it's it's limited on its data like it, what'd you say mm-hmm. two years back is that what it was september 2021 is the cut right date. uh and some of the new apps and once again we'll get into this with the and when we talk about magi is that they're able to go and actually read them that chat gp mm-hmm. actually can't do itself so that's mm-hmm. very very cool i know bing just came out yesterday with rolling out to everybody and some some uh, integrated things and, and we'll talk about that as well so um pat mills has a, a good point she goes um I'm not sold on this. Keep going. I may change my mind. Uh, I want to change. So, Pat, we're, let's talk about this because this is a good point because I know she does social media marketing. And, you know, anytime mm-hmm. something comes out where it feels like it might take part of your job, it can be scary. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, I'm just using now ChatGPT to write all my social posts and all this. It's only good as what you put into it. And once again, yeah. it can lie. Like, Justin and I have been talking I'm about – a lot of times how to use it for podcasting. And my issue is, is I would load it up there and I would, I would say, okay, give me the, you know, some great quotes out of this article and it would make up stuff and it would sound really good. I'm like, did I, did they say that during the show? And I would go back and I'm like, there's nothing in there about it. And then I'd say that and they're like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. We made a mistake. I mean, they'll admit your mistake if you call them on it, but it still doesn't help. It's not helpful for that way. So for creative stuff like brainstorming and things like that. So let's talk about that, Dustin. So give us some practical examples of how AI kind of has helped speed up your marketing efforts and like brainstorming process. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I think is super practical that people can use it for is things that you're not super excited to create, you know, like uh, for example, one of my favorite use cases was I was building an about page for Magi. So if you're you have a website and you're building a new product, you need an about page, right? And so what's our typical workflow? We create the page and stare at the blank screen. And then we go to Google and say, what do I need for a good about page? And then we read like five articles on like how to make a best about page, right? Well, so instead of doing that, I had Magi, obviously. And so I I basically asked the AI, um, I said it uh, so we can, get into this later, but I said it, it's, it's persona to a expert copywriter. So I basically told it, be an expert copywriter, help me do this. And so I said, I need to make an about page for my new company, Magi. And then I gave it a brief description about what Magi is. And then I said, ask me all the questions you need to ask in order to write an about page for me. Ask me each question one by one, I will answer, and then you will ask me the next question. And then that's how it began. Suddenly I'm having a conversation. I don't have to Google what's the best about page. How do Mm -hmm. I create the best about page? The AI is gonna figure it out and it's going to ask me all the questions it it needs answers to in order to do it for me. And so not only, uh, you know, I could have just said, write me an about page, here's my product description, but I think that's I think that's a less advanced way, uh, mm. a less less effective way, let's say, 
to create the thing that you want. So like I would say you know, level one, you're just starting out with, with chat GPT or, or AI. The level one uh, person would just say like, write me this. But really an advanced way to say is have it write it with you and give it all the information it needs. So this, this methodology of ask me the questions you need answered will help me to focus the, the aim and get a much more accurate and on point uh, generation of whatever it ends up creating. So I did that, that workflow, asked me all the questions. When it asked me the, que the last question and I answered it, it said, okay, I have all the information I need. So I said, all right, write the about page and boom. <laughs> you know, it was, it was maybe, maybe three minutes uh, of my time. Whereas I probably would have spent 30 minutes Googling all the different how to create a good about page. The about page it came out with, by the way, was phenomenal. Um, so that's one use case. That's one way to help you go through a, a process of writing something where the, the research side or the, uh, you know, just the process of it would take you much longer to do by yourself. And it maybe not, it's not the most fun thing in the world. Um, you know, another great use case for, say, a social media person. Um, one of the great things about AI is because it has so much knowledge, you can basically feed it your target audience. You can tell the AI, look, my target audience is single moms in their 30s working, uh, you know, working a full time job. And you can give it that information, maybe describe it a little more and say, what are some of the daily struggles my target audience has. And it will give you a whole lot of great ideas of what those struggles are. And as a social media marketer, your job is to create content that is of high value to your target audience. And what kind of content is the most high value? Things that solve their daily problems. And so as far as like market research goes or target audience research, research goes, the AI can provide a plethora of ideas for you to work from, you know, when you're stuck. And if you're, if you're in social media marketing like me for the last 10 years, I don't care how creative you are, right. you are going to run out of creativity at some point. You're, right. you're going to need some help. And, you know, there have been tools over the years, like writing prompts and even like little card games with mm -hmm. writing prompts on them. Right. Essentially that's all you can use this for. And you would get massive amounts of, of value from it just for that one purpose of coming up with ideas when you are running dry on ideas. So I, I just want to say that's the first example you used where you actually had to ask you questions to get information to write the, the thing. I think that's genius because not only are you, you're brainstorming with an assistant, then it's almost like it's taking those notes and then going, okay, I'll take all that and put it in there. So that is next level. So I hope you guys got that um, because that is really, really cool way to uh, get information. And you're not just like copying and pasting stuff. You're actually training ChatGPT to pull information from you. So then yes, it makes exactly. this a great thing. So that is, yeah. that is, key, I think, I think. Of it like, um, you know, almost like shooting an arrow. So a lot of people, they, they start with the, a big general task, like write me a blog post on this. But the problem is it'll write you that big, long blog post but it's kind of a shot in the dark of which direction it goes, right? You're, you're shooting a long arrow to get to a, an end goal. But if you were to instead have little short uh, bursts, I guess, of creation, and you can guide it along the way, 
you end up in a much better spot. You you end up in your in much closer to the target. Uh, whereas you know you you have it right three thousand words, all of a sudden you have to sift through three thousand words, and where it ended up may not be even close to where you wanted it to end up. Whereas if you're giving it having it generate a paragraph here, a couple paragraphs there, you can correct it along the way so that you end up at your target much faster and more efficiently. Yeah, that's genius. So um, so even Jim goes. Yes, that was mind blowing. Yes, it was. So, guys, this is this is why I love having people like Dustin on the show. It's just so so exciting to get these these ideas. So, Pat goes. Um, so, I cover at least eight different accounts on social media for different companies. They expect me to take their articles, products, and such, and create social media posts on different platforms. Some share the same products, articles, but need different text. So, I need help. Well, stick around, Pat, because when we get into the deep dive of Magi, I think he uh, Dustin's got a thing that we talked about a little bit about personas. That's going to be amazing for you so and if i if i go through it too fast hit me up again in the comments so we make sure that we answer your question uh because like like you said pat like i've been managing social media marketing for 18 years she's open to new ideas and help so we're here we're going to do that for you but um one thing really quick on the same note that you were talking about different ways to use chat gpt for marketers so i actually had a call with a big podcasting lead that i wanted to have their services for their to i was pitching my my services to and I just went to ChatGP and said, hey, what questions am I not thinking about that I should ask this client or this lead? And I, I gave them their kind of their, their about page. I just almost copied their stuff from their website to, to, to train it to know what they were about. And it gave me a list of like 20 questions. And so I picked the best one and there was one in there that was really good. And I tell you what, uh, that question I asked, the guy goes, you know what? Nobody's asked me that question before. And I got the job. I didn't tell him I got it from ChatGPT. I just made him sound like I was so smart. But that's something, use it as a brainstorming tool and you will Mm -hmm. be amazed. Like what Dustin was saying with his little trick about, you know, having it ask you questions and then writing something. That is, that is next level. Mm -hmm. So um, very, very cool. Okay. So I know this is something that people have talked about. It's in the news. The news likes to focus on the negative stuff, but are there, what are some of the limitations or ethical concerns regarding the use of AI, especially in marketing? Yeah, well, there's a lot of limitations. Like I said, it's data was cut off at September 2021. So it's it's working on older data right. and, and its information is limited. Um, so that's a clear limitation. It can't, uh, you know, tell you about current world events happening because uh, it's not connected to the Internet. So it's, it's cut off. Um, another limitation, especially with ChatGPT, is... The size of the conversation. So one of the revolutionary things with ChatGPT was it it understands the conversation and the context. So you can mention something much earlier in the conversation and it it knows what you're talking about. You can reference things indirectly and it will still understand the context of the full conversation. But the limitation to that is it's limited to a specific size of conversation. So once your conversation gets too large, um, it won't remember anymore. Uh, the precise limitation of ChatGPT is 8,000 tokens uh, in OpenAI's technical terms. In real human terms, it's about 6,000 to 6,200 words-ish. Mm. Um, so once you exceed that length of conversation, it starts to lose the context. And so that's a very clear limitation. Now, they do have a, a bigger context model, uh, the 32K tokens, so four times the capacity, uh, but currently, very few people have access to that model. I'm sure it'll be really soon. I've been bugging them regularly to get access to that model inside <laughs> right. of Magi. 
Uh, but as of now, you know, we just have GPT-4, which has that 8,000 token limitation. So a very clear limitation for someone like a podcaster. Right. Uh, that's a very difficult limitation, right? Because if you're doing an hour long podcast, that's that's like 6,000 words in itself, at least, mm -hmm. right? Right. Unless you're Brian Fanzo, then it's like, you know, 50,000 words. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's not very helpful. So you have to find ways around it. Um, some other limitations are, you know, there are ethical thing, ethical boundaries put in place by OpenAI so that, you know, certain things can't be said. It will trigger the moderation features, um, which I think those are good limitations. You want to have some moderation in there, some autonomous moderation of like specific words or people or things that may be harmful. Um, so I, I think there are some very good limitations in place. Are they perfect? No, because they're, you know, malicious people are going to malicious. So, right. um, you know, you got to you gotta just fight the good fight and hope that, uh, you know, t the, the good guys stay ahead of the bad guys. Um, I, I think that's really the, the primary. I mean, I mean, ultimately, the limitation is the intelligence itself. How good is it actually? And if you are a professional marketer and you ask it for marketing things, you will find out really quickly that you are probably a better marketer, um, <laughs> although it has some really good ideas and can give you some light bulb moments. It's not going to give you the the type of experience that uh, a, a high level marketer would have. The other limitation is, of course, that I think uh, no AI or robot will ever have over a human and why humans will still ultimately be the most valuable piece of any puzzle is it doesn't have real life experiences. It doesn't have, you know, those, those real life things to draw from. And I think any marketing campaign, any social media content, it, it is successful because it's relatable and it has some sort of an experience tied to the, uh, the story uh, of, of what it's trying to sell, right? So AI doesn't know, it doesn't have those experiences. And so anytime you can tie in real life experience to the things that you're creating, it's going to produce a much better output, I think. So uh, it is limited in that. So um, Jim, Jim uh, Alton brought up a, a good point. He says that he would suspect that anything related to healthcare and medical topics would be a dangerous area uh, making yeah. claims. I mean, social, there's so many things, even just with normal social media, which you can and can't say. And even like with the banking industry, the same mm -hmm. kind of things. I had some clients with that. And it was really struggle to figure out what we could actually post. So, yeah, there, even there would be uh, it making up some stuff would be kind of dangerous. One of the questions I had for you, Dustin, because you've been a blogger for a long time. I mean, forever for this, the ethical considerations, you know, the model it's scraping parts of the internet so that it scraped your blog for sure um as a writer as a creator does it bother you that it's taking that stuff i mean i'm not going to ask chat gp and it's not going to spit oh i'm going to go oh that's dustin stout's quote right there it really doesn't do that kind of thing so does it bother you as a blogger that it's scraping your content i mean because I, I know that's a big issue for a lot of people Personally, no. I, I can see why it would bother some people, and uh, I, I don't think they're wrong for it at all. But personally, it, it doesn't bother me. I think my value always lies in my personal voice, and uh, nobody can ever take that from me. They can try. Right. Um, but I, if I write a blog post today, it's going to be filled with my personal life experiences. Like I said, it's going to have real-world examples and practicalities pulled from my actual life. And so, uh, you know, an AI can scrape it and try to replicate it, but it'll never be me. And so I'm, 
I'm not too much worried about it. I, I don't really care if it scrapes and, and uses something that is kind of similar to something I wrote because ultimately I speak to my audience directly and, um, you know, there's, there, there, there's nothing that can take that away from me. I'm, gotcha. I'm yeah. quite confident in being able to speak to my audience and, uh, you know, do, do what I've set out to do to serve my audience. I was just, I, you know, I, I think it's a little different for people who maybe are creating art, like, um, you know, digital, I mean, cause, cause you oh, can yeah, actually, probably. uh, like with uh, mid journey and that's a whole nother podcast, but, um, like mid journey, I could say, Hey, make this uh, image in the style of, you know, my favorite comic book artist or, you know, Alex Ross or whatever. And, and it will do it. And that mm -hmm. I can see like, Ooh, that could be, you know, tough. Um, so, uh, anyway, I know that's an issue and I know that we'll be debating that for sure. probably years to come, but I want to talk. The, the thing that I would say there is, you know, people, people have tried to paint like Picasso since Picasso was around right. and right. there are people who are exceptionally good at copying other people's styles. It didn't devalue Picasso. It, in fact, it added value to it because when, when something came originally from Picasso and it wasn't a knockoff, uh, that made his original art even more valuable. And um, again, I, I recognize that, you know, that could bother some people. They don't want these robot knockoffs. Right. Uh, but I, I would, I would uh, propose maybe considering the fact that, you know, the knockoffs don't necessarily devalue your work or threaten your work. It almost validates your work in a sense mm -hmm. and makes your work by your hands even more valuable. That's a great point. So uh, Jim, Jim has a great point. And, and, you know, I'm sure this is the tip of the iceberg with this problem. Like the Hollywood writer strike is not only money, but how AI can be used. That's, that's a great point, uh, Jim. And, uh, uh, Kelsey said, uh, she's premier gal. Uh, this is what Gary said, created a video for a band using video AI that she ran stock video clips, clips, clips through it and output an old cartoon style. And it looked amazing. Yeah. There's some cool stuff that is coming out and I need to go check that one out, Gary. I haven't seen that Did one. Did you see yet, that so. beer commercial that was made by entirely by AI? <laughs> some of oh it was God. just freaky. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, uncanny Valley, really, really bad. Um, but I haven't checked out that one, Gary, so I'll, I'll look at it. But let's talk, let's get some brass tacks for people who are like, are here and they do this like Pat for a living. Let's talk about writing social copy with AI. So how can you with the, you know, use AI to contribute to like enhancing the quality and like the efficiency of social copywriting? I know I have used it, but I'm sure Dustin, since you created this tool, you even have more ideas. So how can we kind of upgrade our social posts with AI? So one of the best things you can do is, as I alluded to earlier, is feed it context information about your target audience, mm -hmm. about your brand, about your brand voice. So the more information you can feed it up front, the better the output is going to be. So start with your target audience. My target audience is the, you know, 45 year old men who uh, love golf. You know, right. let's say that. Uh, and then you feed it as much description as you can and then feed it your product information or your service information about your company. And then just kind of see what it comes up with. Say, what would be some great social media content for this brand to serve this audience? And it will give you some ideas. Uh, and those ideas probably won't be amazing at first, but you can work with it. You can find the ones that are good and say, hey, this one was good. Let's come up with some more like that. And just kind of, the more you can talk to it, like you would talk to a real person, the, the better the outcome is actually going to be. Instead of treating it like a, um, like a binary input output, mm -hmm. right? Write this for me. 
you, you wouldn't say that to a person, right? If, if you hired a brand new personal assistant and that assistant was going to help you do something, you would give them context. You would give them some information so that it would help them form how they approach the thing that they're going to do for you. So treat AI in that same way. Give it context, give it information as much as you can, and then work with it. Uh, don't just expect it to say, you know, do that and get the right output. Um, so the other thing too is platform specific. So it, I've tried this a few times and, and had some very good success with it saying, you know, I'm creating some Facebook content, create some Facebook right. captions for X, Y, and Z. And then I will say, well, now make those tweets and turn those into tweets. And it kind of understands to an extent the differences and the nuances in the platforms. And so it will create content specifically for that platform. So again, going back to specificity of what it is you're looking to get out of it. Um, and of course, you know, it, as I said, always, always, always add your personal touch, your personal tone, your personal experiences into the mix, because ultimately that's what, uh, you know, where the greatest value is. Mm -hmm. And I also think learning the different, like, um, the different types of words to ask it like I and I and I actually did some research and found out this is true that I was noticing I was getting a big difference when I would say okay write me 10 titles for YouTube versus saying create 10 titles for YouTube it seems mm -hmm. that create using the word create gives it more latitude to kind of go off track and so learning those little subtle questions to ask it I think makes mm -hmm. a big difference as well um, what about and I know this, we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about with, uh, when we talk about Magi, but I was able to go in and take like old emails that I had written personally and said, Hey, look at these emails, kind of look at my tone of voice and copy that. And, and I also always tell it to use a converse, conversational style when writing mm -hmm. my social posts. And that makes a difference as well. Do you have any tips or am I doing it wrong? What do you, what yeah, do you say? No, that's that? a great approach. Okay. And I, I was actually going to add that, when you give it examples of things that have worked really well for you, that is ultimately the best way to approach it as well. Because again, feed it information, feed it context, tell it what's right, tell it what's wrong. So if you have 10 examples of YouTube titles that were most successful for you, feed it those first and say, these are my most successful YouTube titles. Come up with or write or create some that are similar or tweets. You know, these are my 10 best tweets come up with tweets that are along the same lines, or here's another one. Here are my competitors, most successful uh, Facebook posts. What about these posts made them successful? Mm. Can you help me come up with some ideas for mine that would be equally as successful? Um, so again, the more information you feed it, uh, the better those outcomes are going to be. Yeah. I've actually used that, that kind of thing for, um, when I'm coming up with questions, if they've been on a show before and I've seen some of the questions, I'll say, Hey, um, you know, look at these questions, help me write some new ones. And then I can pick and choose the ones that interest me that I can go down rabbit trails, of course, that I want to go into. Uh, so that's a great way. Uh, another thing for Pat is what I like to do as well is like for long sections, let's say I have this transcript of the podcast, you know, guys, I use the script all the time, but I can't drop in that entire transcript. So I can say, okay, section one, we're talking about, you know, magi or magi. Let's just take that section. I want you to memorize that chat GPT or, you know, make a summary of that. And then I could take all those summaries and say, okay, combine them together to make my uh, podcast show notes. And so mm -hmm. there's ways around it once you start diving into it, but 
just like Dustin has been saying this entire time, don't just copy and paste, ask it questions, train it to remember stuff. And mm-hmm. once again, and I got a couple more questions, then we'll get to it. But Magi has some really cool tools that can help you do that. So uh, once again, stick around to the end because we're going to talk all about it. Um, let's see some other questions. So let's let's talk about this because we're a lot of times marketers, especially if you're working for a big company. I know Gary uh, works for a big corporate job and it can be really tempting to okay, I got this new tool. This is going to make my job so much easier. I'm just going to copy and paste stuff. So how do you balance like human creativity and AI so you're not overly, you know, relying on AI generated content? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it comes back to you need to be the final voice. You need to be the final editor. You need to be the editor in chief of everything that outputs, because if your career is on the line, your reputation is on the line. I mean, you need to make sure that what it's coming up with is going to propel you forward. Um, Ultimately that's on you. And uh, you know, I have no problem reading a piece that, that Magi came up with. And if it is on point, if it's good and it's something that I feel like, is um, up to my standards, I have no problem copying and pasting, but you better believe I am, I'm auditing every single word to make sure that it is my voice, that it is of my values, my personal values. Right. And it's, you know, the word choices I would use. So, you know, absolutely. If it comes up with something that is amazing, that would be something that you yourself would have come up with as well. Absolutely copy and paste, but ultimately you have to take responsibility and, and take it seriously as this is representing you. This is representing your client. This is representing your employer. And you should audit every single word uh, as if your reputation depends on it, because it does. Um, <laughs> in a great. sense. So, you know, be that editor in chief, be that final you know, editorial overview of uh, everything that, uh, that that AI produces. And uh, you should be fine. Yeah. So Gary said earlier, um, and I thought it was a great point that, um, oh, it's yeah. Uh, AI can be a force uh, multiplier for any creative person. And mm-hmm. I think that is a great way to use. I have gotten so many great brainstorming stuff. You know, you, you and I are both kind of in the creative uh, personality type, I guess. And so mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've been having it do something and it just like sparked an idea. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And, you know, and writing it down and, you know, saving it for later. But that's where I think the power of chat GPT is like the things that it comes up with that aren't really fully fleshed maybe, but, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I can work with that and I can go this direction and you're not having to create the, you know, start from scratch every time, which I'm a big fan of. So, yeah. Yeah. The, one of the most intimidating things in the world is a blank white page, right? It's right. like, Oh man, I'm starting from nothing. Uh, and especially, you know, like in, in the case of, uh, you know, somebody who has eight clients that they're dealing with, uh, right. I found very quickly that my capacity as a social media manager was like, I can handle maybe six. Right. Uh, and then after that, I'm, I'm right. useless. Right. Uh, yeah. But, you know, handling eight or more clients, I mean, very quickly, it becomes intimidating to start that month or, or that week or that day with a completely blank slate and go, I have to fill this thing. Uh, so sometimes you just need that, that help, that little spark to get you in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and thank you, Gary. Gary says, everyone, please remember to like and share this talk with your socials. Gary is such a, a good person. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. Gary's the man. 
Um, so before we, uh, this is kind of goes right into our last section when we're talking about your tool, Dustin, but, uh, since you are deep into this and you read all the blog posts and probably even the scientific papers about this, what do you think the future of AI in marketing specifically looks like? Um, you know, I think it's still evolving and I think ultimately it's going to just continue to blow our minds. I I really think it's going to continue to push boundaries. It's going to sound more human, uh, I think the the big um, the big push for slowing things down is good at this point. Uh, so I think you know we're going to start thinking more critically about the ramifications and the implications of this technology, and that's going to help us sort of you know uh, control the out of the wild wild west nature that we're mm-hmm. uh, sort of dealing with right now. Uh, but I think it's 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 really going to be more than we've ever expected. You know, I, I had this conversation in a podcast this past week where. You know, my my thoughts about like what the future of this looks like, I kind of like I compare it to Back to the Future, yeah. right? So there were some things in Back to the Future that were like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. I want a hoverboard, right. but I'm still waiting on that hoverboard, right? right. Uh, but there were some other things in Back to the Future where it's like, oh, we've surpassed that. Like we we went beyond that uh, mm-hmm. and we, we did more things. And I think technology is in that way where our expectations in reality are going to be both disappointing, but also mind blowing. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, I, I think it's a very exciting time, something to keep an eye on. And uh, you know, those who, uh, those who keep an eye on where it's going and uh, are committed to evolving with the technology are going to be very successful and those who are opposed to change and opposed to uh, progress will have a difficult time. Yeah. And, and I get it. Like, I understand, like if your, your industry is threatened, if you're a copywriter, all this stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, you, we talked earlier that both of our, our, our wives are in education and it's a big deal in education right now. It's freaking a lot of people out and I get it. Well, yeah, My wife's a teacher. So yeah. I'm fully yeah. yeah. aware. <laughs> so I think that in my, my point and I, argue a lot with these teachers it's like we need to teach kids how to use it because it's, mm-hmm. you can't put it in the back back in the bag um right. you, like i don't look out and on every street corner i don't still see a blacksmith shop for shoeing mm-hmm. my horse um they're just they're still blacksmiths but they're mm-hmm. few and far between things change and it sucks sometimes but we have to roll with it so anyway i'll get off yeah. my high horse <laughs> Dad joke. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, if I could say one last thing about that, sure. yeah, sure. There, there are not many blacksmiths anymore, but there still are some. Mm-hmm. And while, while it may seem like it's going to this current generation of AI technology is taking away a lot of copywriting jobs, let's look back a handful of years at Canva. Remember yeah. when Canva came on the scene? It was like, oh, the designers are going to lose their jobs. Yeah. Right. Well, that's. In some degree, that was true, you know, that people didn't need to hire designers as much anymore. But those people that didn't need to hire designers were the cheapos. They were the ones who they, they couldn't afford, you know, high quality designs. It was a, a financial stretch for them. Mm-hmm. So they used they learned how to use Canva. That didn't get rid of all the designers. Uh, the best designers, they they continued to thrive. And uh, the, the designers who did lose work from that, they evolved their skills and they they survived. Um, and there may have been a few that, you know, maybe did not survive that that paradigm shift. And I think it's going to be the same way with with AI tools. You know, it's 
probably going to get rid of a lot of low level jobs, but the highly skilled copywriter, you know, say like a, uh, uh, a Ray Edwards or, um, right, right. You know, somebody who's highly skilled in their craft, they're, they're not going to hurt for this. In fact, I think the demand is going to go up because there's going to be a need for oversight right. of this. You know, like I said, if you're an experienced marketer, you ask ChatGPT to give you marketing, you'll know if it's good or bad. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, bad. Uh, you know, know. somebody yeah. who doesn't know marketing might just think, oh, that's good. And then they'll realize it's not. And then they'll come looking for the expert marketer to tell them why it didn't work. Mm. And, you know, you mentioned Ray Edwards. He's actually teaching a course with uh, AI and copywriting, which I think, you know, he, he understands that you got to move with, with the changes. So he uh, he's also a paying Magi subscriber. Oh, there we go. That's what, <laughs> cool. So uh, Gary says yeah, the Luddites ruined English smashing all the weaving machines in the UK. Today we have textile on the fashion industry. That's, that's true. And then uh, Pat even says my daughter's a graphic designer and she likes and using, uses Canva for small jobs. There so you go. she's adapting as well. So I think those are all great examples. Um, somebody who continually adapts is our friends over at Ecamm. So if you want to find out more about them, go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are what makes the show possible. You know, I bragged about them before about uh, one of the updates they just made is being able to um, have these isolated video tracks when we're done, which is amazing for uh, putting to podcasts, repurposing and all of that. So make sure you check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. All right. This is the part you guys have been waiting for. We're going to talk about Magi, the super assistant for Ch chat GPT. So Dustin, um, First of all, what inspired you to create Magi and how is it different from some of the other tools in the market? So I've been using AI tools for years. There have been copywriting AI tools, you know, at 30 new ones a day. It seemed like back in you know, 2019, right. 2020, you know, right before the pandemic hit, they were popping up all over the place. Copy AI, Jasper, you know, all these, all these different AI tools. And while they were great, and I enjoyed using them. Sort of the, the, I think, barrier that stopped me and a lot of people from using them was like they were still kind of bulky and complicated to use. Their modality was, like I said before, like templates. Mm -hmm. Fill out this template. Use this template. And so whenever you needed to create something, uh, I found myself going into these tools going, all right, uh, now I have to sort through all these templates. Which one do I, do I need the IDA or do I need the pass or do I mm -hmm. need the, which framework do I need? And so okay. all of a sudden it's like Netflix. I've got all these things to choose from and I don't know which one to choose. And, you know, that was a real barrier, I think, for getting people to use them because you had to first understand the templates and understand which templates would fit your needs. When ChatGPT came along, I was already kind of building and exploring generative AI text for one of my other products, so visual, uh, just adding it in as an additional feature. And ChatGPT came along and I used it for the first time. And I, I thought to myself, this is what was missing. This is, this is the, uh, the, the paradigm shift that we needed to get the average person to be able to interface with this generative AI technology in a way that has, it's just natural to use. Right. It's just a conversation. It's not pick a template from our thousand plus template library, right? It's, it's like, just talk, just tell it what you need and communicate with it. And when I, when I saw that unlock of, of, you know, the entry level for any person, I was like, I need to take this and I need to build on top of it because this is great. But as a content creator, 
there's a bunch of stuff missing. Like <laughs> I want to like, um, I, I must've created like 20 chats that first day. And I'm like, wait, I need to find right, one of the ones right, I created. Well, how right. do I find, Oh man, I got to sort through this list. Oh, yeah. Why can't I just search? Why can't I just search my chats? And um, well, that they didn't build that into chat GPT. So I was like, well, maybe I can build that. And then, you know, it started to get more wieldy. And I was like, Oh man, I wish I could like group these by client since I'm creating some of this stuff. For, oh, like, why doesn't it have folders? All right, well, maybe I can build some folders. Uh, so essentially it came out of this like love for this new technology and, and seeing the potential of it, but realizing there's still a lot missing for people who are creating content professionally and at scale. And uh, so Magi was born out of like, you know, I'm not gonna wait for OpenAI to build this stuff on top of it. I'm gonna build these features that I need right now. And I know my target audience needs right now. And uh, that's how Magi was born. That's awesome. I mean, and yeah, Dustin, he, he, one, you can tell if you open up Magi that he's a designer as well, because it looks really nice. Yeah. It's got a great UI. So um, that's the other thing. I was like, oh, this UI is good, but I can make it better. That's right. And it looks really, really <laughs> I nice. Can make it's, it prettier. That's always nice when you have something that's fun to use, that it looks yeah. and works the way it's supposed to. But can you let, kind of walk us through how ChatGPT and ChatGPT4, the integration works within Magi and kind of how they and the benefits for working together? Yeah. So if you're already using ChatGPT, the really Magi is exactly that, only you don't have to have a separate login and it just adds more features. So we're using the API, which basically means Magi is talking to ChatGPT on your behalf. So when you send a prompt through Magi, it's going over to OpenAI's ChatGPT. ChatGPT is responding and it's showing inside of Magi. Uh, so you're using the same exact, exact technology. Uh, you're using the most advanced version of it and you don't have to pay open AI. You, you have your account on Magi and everything remains in there. So um, yeah, we just build features on top of it, uh, communicating with the same exact technology. So if, if you're using ChatGPT right now, you, you need to just stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> Get Magi instead, uh, because you get a plethora of, of power tools on top of uh, ChatGPT that uh, you would probably have to wait, be on right. a waiting list for, or just not even exist over on basic ChatGPT. So let's let's talk about some of the the things. One, like it has a note, like a note. Uh, pad clipper right built into it, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so someone like me is writing blog posts or right. uh, campaign, social media campaigns. Like what I found myself doing was switching tabs between Google Docs and ChatGPT, right? And I'm like, man, I, I, I really need this side by side. So within Magi, each chat that you open up has a document. You just pop it out from the sidebar and you can write your document and build your document right alongside the chat. You can copy paste things over, make edits, and then when you're done with it, copy the entire document and put it wherever you need to put it rather than having to go back and forth. Yeah, and, and so one of my favorite features is, so when you start using ChatGPT, you come up with what you think are amazing prompts. Like this is my special secret prompt. In fact, I did a screen share of my Magi and I had blurted out because I didn't want anybody to see my prompts. Uh, but there's, there's ones you can find online. People are sharing them all over and there's some really good ones that you can craft. The cool thing about Magi is it has a prompt library. So instead mm -hmm. of having this, I have these notepads and everything that I've copied and pasted on, it's all inside of Magi and I can copy and paste it. And let me tell you, it's so streamlined. It's really, really cool. So yeah. what are some um, like common use cases for Magi and how market, how marketers can best leverage like the tools for like some marketing strategies? 
Yeah, so the saved prompts feature is essential because when you have things like prompts, that's, that's kind of the basic use case is you have a prompt that you use over and over or maybe a variation of a prompt. And instead of having to go over to your notepad and copy and paste it, that element will live right inside of Magi. And so just like the sidebar for the document, you can open up your saved prompts and it's a little window inside of the chat and you can just copy and paste your, your saved prompt from there. Another good use case for that is product descriptions. So every mm -hmm. time you start a new chat, you need to feed it that product description, right? Or maybe your target audience description. Save them all to your prompts library and, and easily search through them. That's another thing, it's like easy to search and find the things you're looking for with search features. Um, and then they're just right there to access right inside the prompt for later use and uh, immensely helpful if you're working with you know, multiple clients, multiple products, and you find yourself telling the AI the same thing over and over again. Uh, yeah. Very, very helpful. You know, another helpful feature is that Magi actually can, it can follow live URLs. So if you have oh, a yeah. brand new blog post, a brand new landing page, you paste a link into Magi and Magi will read the web page to ChatGPT. It'll follow that link, read the entire page, and give it to ChatGPT for context. And so I just want to I want to highlight that because that is not built into ChatGPT. Correct. That's Chat only GPT in Magi. Not read links. Yeah. Now so, there is a, a plugin called Web Browsing that some people have access to, and millions of people are on the waiting list for. Uh, but Magi has had that ability for the last. 34 days. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal, folks. Right yeah. now without a waiting list. It's a big deal, especially, I mean, and, and once again, Pat, once you're doing that, even some uh, research into your competitors, being able to do that and say, hey, oh, you yeah. know, find out what's what's great about the, why this blog, blog post is getting so many hits or whatever, or what, what their main marketing message is, all that kind of stuff now that you can read inside of Magi by saying, go visit this link is a big deal. Um, one of the things... Um, so we talked about what I use it for is I create a lot of Amazon videos and a big struggle for me was getting my Amazon videos to YouTube because I hated doing the descriptions. You mentioned things that we hate to do that magic, yeah. but I could have a prompt inside of Magi that has my basic layout for that description. I can just copy that and then dump in my product description and it creates that for me and I can ha have that for YouTube and it's so fast because that kind of stuff like that just kills your soul piece by piece when yeah. you have to do I mean, that. it's it's important, but it's not fun. Right. Uh, it's it's important, but not important that you made it. It's really, you know, something that's descriptionary or you right. know, descriptive that, you know, isn't a, uh, you know, reputation staking <laughs> piece right. of text. Right. So let's talk real quick. Um, one of the coolest things and why Pat is here. Let's talk about personas and how do we create yeah. custom ones? Like talk about what personas are in Magi. Cause this once again is not something that chat GPT does. This is only inside of Magi and how, and the custom persona feature cut. Cause I think those are really, really cool. Yeah. So the really, I got to back up a little bit and talk about the technical side and I'll try to, you know, make it not sure. jargon filled. Uh, so basically when you started chat and chat GPT, the AI has a set of instructions that you don't see. It's, it's, it's being instructed to act a certain way. And, and the default um, instruction that it's given is called a system message. And this system message is you are a helpful assistant. So it's, it's working from this um, personality, I guess, of I'm going to be a helpful assistant. Now, for somebody who's working with the API, we have the ability to manipulate or change that, uh, that system message 
to better direct the AI to act in a very specific way. And so a lot of chat GPT experts out there, they're saying, you know, just tell the AI to act as this, act as a professional copywriter, act as a social media manager. And that's great and it works. But the problem is it's still fighting with that system message. When Jet when GPT-4 came along, OpenAI indicated that the system message is going to hold more weight in, in how the AI behaves. Uh, and so it's really critical if you want the best possible outputs to influence that system message. And with Magi, that's exactly what we've done. We just call them personas. And these personas are handcrafted by, uh, by me. Uh, I, I'm tempted to say by us, but it's only me, um, <laughs> me and Magi, <laughs> two of a kind, two peas yeah. in a pot. Um, I've handcrafted these personas so that they will give you very specific outcomes. For example, a expert copywriter or a social media manager. And basically you're taking the AI from pulling from all of its knowledge, all of this massive amounts of knowledge, and you're focusing it on this particular area. And that's going to result in much better outputs. And uh, so you can pick from one of our 40 personas. Some of them are, uh, you know, very uh, straightforward, you know, a copywriter, social media manager, Bible scholar, uh, debate expert, um, things like that. But some of them are also utilitarian. We have one in there that is a regex generator. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're familiar with the, the code language of regex, you know, a lot of coders out there will understand this. Uh, regex can be a very difficult thing to try and like put together. Uh, you can simply tell it, I want this expression and it will just pop out expressions because you've told it to be a regex generator and it won't give you anything else except the expression you're looking for or a domain name generator. We have a domain mm. name generator persona. You say, I have, I need domain name ideas for my new business and uh, it'll pop out some domain name ideas. So very, very, uh, easy way of getting more specific and more effective outcomes through uh, personas. And, well, and you can create your own. So that's that, what that I want to talk about. I did not know that until recently. So talk about that really quick. Yeah, we released that, I think, a couple weeks ago. Now, uh, yeah, at first, it was just I crafted the personas, and that was all that there was. But there was a huge demand for people wanting to create their own personas. People had their own ideas, and maybe they wanted to bake their brand voice into a persona, which is a brilliant thing to do. Um, so you can create your own personas. Inside of Magi, it's a little tab that lives in there. Create your persona. And then when you're in a chat, it will be available from the uh, the drop-down list of available personas for you. So just real quick, I want to double check, for, especially for Pat. So she could actually uh, theoretically create a persona for each one of her clients and then switch Correct. between them and write the social post that way. So, so Correct. Yeah. Saving you loads of time of having to retrain the AI every single time. And uh, and paste in you know the description of your 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 desired outcome or desired brand voice or desired target audience. That is so cool. That is so very cool. So, uh, last question, um, Dustin. Thank you for so much for your time today, and thank you guys for all your great questions. This has been fabulous. We got it. Let me know if we should have Dustin on again and what you want him to talk about like further, like because this is a like breaking, cutting edge kind of stuff. And I know you guys have questions and this probably got your mind rolling. Uh, so let me know what else we should have Dustin on and what you'd like him to really focus on for our next chat. But so Dustin, as Magi uh, evolves, what kind of features and uh, improvements do you envision for this, for your, your program here? Um, and I know you oh, just man. did teams. So talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. I'm so excited about teams. Uh, it's probably the, 
Apart from folders, when we first release, this is the most requested thing. So there are a lot of organizations out there, a lot of people working on a team, uh, some people working with virtual assistants who they want to share these chats with, and there's no easy way to do it now. Uh, I'm actually, I've already released this feature to a, a handful of users, uh, but with Magi, you'll now be able to collaborate with your team. You'll be able to invite your team to join your Magi uh, uh, account. Um, they'll have their own separate account, but you'll be able to share chats between team members. And not only that, you'll be able to collaborate in chats. So maybe Johnny can contribute a prompt and then Susie reviews it and she adds a prompt all within the same chat. You can collaborate in the document together. Uh, so right within the same chat, not having to like share screenshots or uh, mm. you know, share exported text documents. Like it's you can work on it together right within there. So yeah, one person can start it, one, another person can finish it and, and collaborate in that way. Super exciting. Uh, like I said, I've already released it to a handful of people, making some final tweaks before I release it to everyone. But uh, yeah, super exciting uh, to get that out to everyone. The, the roadmap I currently have is chock full of, of amazing and crazy wild ideas, most of which I got from active users. And um, I love hearing from the people who are using the product and getting the ideas from them. So um, yeah, it, it's a very exciting roadmap ahead. Awesome. So yeah, Pat even says uh, teams will be great. Uh, all of my companies are in other states. Yeah. So teams is really good. We've got a lot of people saying bring Dustin back. So we'll have to do, we'll have to schedule a part two, Dustin. Um, but yeah, he does listen to it. your comments and everything. And so Pat says, if I get this going and understand how to use it, I might have to charge more for my services. So yes, you absolutely Pat. Should. Should. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for all your, your questions today. Uh, people popping in to say hi, uh, everybody saying, yes, bring Dustin back. Want to ask, have him ask AI what I want him to talk about. Yeah. He'll have to do that. <laughs> Um, so many good things. Uh, Dustin, uh, I, I've been flashing your URL, but tell people where they can find you, all the stuff you're doing, uh, and where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, just head over to magi.co, M-A-G-A-I.co, and uh, that's where you'll find it. Uh, I'm at Dustin W. Stout on all the social things, and you can find me all over the place. <laughs> and uh, 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 Gary says, we, yes, we need more Dustin. So you never can have enough Dustin. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, Gary, Pat, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, Alt, uh, everybody who stopped in today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much for Ecamm for sponsoring this show, making it possible. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Dustin. See you later. Bye now. Thank you. Social Media News Live.